end of 2018, I asked clients, business partners and other entrepreneurs, what is it that you always wanted to know from me as a graphic designer? I answer the 10 most common questions in this podcast. Question number one, how come you are so creative? Well, I think that creativity has a lot to do with curiosity. I've always been quite a curious person and want to know everything. I'm interested in many different things. And what also helps me a lot is that I approach things and people without any reservation. I always try to see the big picture and release myself from mental barriers. Where others see limits or are trapped in their own tunnel vision, my thoughts are already far beyond that and I'm lucky to be able to, so to speak, mentally zoom out. I'm solution-orientated. There are hardly any problems which I don't find a solution for normally. I combine things in my head very quickly. Creativity also has a lot to do with me not being easily satisfied with things. There must always be something better. There must always be something to optimize. I question things a lot too. My thoughts go in many different directions, but I never lose focus on the main aspect. So bottom line, curiosity and searching for new ways are my personal keys to creativity. And traveling, that's also very important because it broadens the horizon, I think. Question number two, where do your ideas come from? Do the best and most creative ideas really come at night? <laughs> well, I really do have many good ideas at night when I dream. Luckily, I mostly wake up then to record a voice message on my phone and email it to myself so it doesn't get lost. But I also get good ideas after an intense training session in the gym when taking a shower, for instance. Then my mind is totally free, I'm physically exhausted and all of a sudden a great idea comes to my mind. During the day at work, I make use of classic creativity techniques like brainstorming, for example. Brainstorming, I have to say, works very well for me to gather many good ideas. It's important to let my thoughts run completely free and never see limits, but possibilities. Question number three, do you never run out of ideas? Well, of course, even I have creative blockades too, but not very often, luckily. In order to dissolve a creative blockade, I leave the project I'm working on for a few hours and start or continue working on another project. Alternatively, I do sports. The more intense, the better. That also helps me a lot. So it's always good to clear my mind from clutter. I can only do that by having a distance to my project on a regular basis. However, when getting back to work, I concentrate and focus very well and don't get distracted easily. I work with a lot of focus, but also get my head free here and there because that's really important in my job. Question number four, how funky or crazy can my logo be? Simple answer, as funky and crazy as your target group is or wants to be. I personally, I personally always like things to be a bit funky, probably because I'm the same too sometimes. An unusual logo makes you stand out from the mass. A logo should distinguish your business from the mass. So maybe the question isn't how funky can my logo be, but rather how funky should my logo be? Question number five, what are the most important thoughts when creating a perfect branding? I have a collection of questions that I usually ask. Um, who is the target group? What problem does the target group have? What is the product and how does it work? What makes the product stand out? What's the difference between your product and your competitors' products? We're talking about the USP here. What price segment are we looking at? What's the company's history and does the company's history even play a role? Shall the product attract more people or other people in other regions? What does the target group currently think about the product or company? And what shall the target group think about it in future? Where does the company stand today and where does the company want to stand in, let's say, 10 or 20 years? How do the company's sales channels look like? What's the marketing plan? 
What values does the company stand for in theory and in practice? Are there any discrepancies? How shall the target group feel feel when they see the product? What shall be the first gut feeling? So these are all questions for a thorough briefing with the client before I start designing. Question number six, how much does it cost to develop a custom font? Well, I'm no font designer, but I attended a two-day workshop conducted by the type choppers from Vienna in which I developed my own font, or of course, only in very basic steps. Um, I cannot say how much it costs to develop a custom font, unfortunately, but I'm sure type jockeys or any other font designers you want to work with can give you a good estimate. Question number seven, are animated graphics useful? Um, animated graphics are useful if you want to bring more attention to something or the animation supports the topic. An animation just for the sake of something flashing often looks cheap. Let me give you an example. I use Mailtastic for my email signature. I show a GIF animated banner in my email signature inviting people to subscribe to my newsletter. There's a text line too saying subscribe to my newsletter now with a mouse arrow flashing next to it in a subtle and not disturbing way because I want people to click on that to subscribe to my newsletter. There are studies confirming that people more likely click on something animated compared to a static web banner. Another example is the logo I designed for Kubule Monitoring Health in summer 2018. Kubule is a medical product that measures minimal movement of patients in their beds and it sends an alert message to an app the doctor is using when there is slightly abnormal measured data. So movement plays a crucial and very important role here. This is why a part of the logo is GIF animated to include movement into the logo. So the animation should support the topic, then it can be useful. Question number eight, what's the correct white? Um, there are different shades of white. Minimal additions of color to pure white create different moods. Um, depending on what mood you want to transport, you can create your very own correct white. So if you add, let's say, 3% cyan or blue to white, you have a bit of a cold white. If you add 3 or 2% yellow to white, it's more um, warm and, and, and uh, blooming. If you add 2% uh, yellow and 2% pink to the white, for instance, you have more of an eggshell white, I would say. If you add, let's say, 2 or 3% uh, black to a pure white, you have more of a corporate, cold, um, yeah, corporate white, I would say. Question number nine, is there a calculator between RIL, NCS, RGB, etc.? RAL and NCS are, um, as far as I know, different color systems, just like Pantone. Calculating or switching between different color systems is something I do not recommend. I recommend to really stay within the same color system, either RAL or NCS or Pantone or simply SMIC RGB. When I work with Pantone colors and create a website, I need the equivalent RGB or hex code. For this purpose, I work with the so-called Pantone Bridge color fans. Besides the SMIC equivalent on print, they also show the exact color codes for web applications to make sure I get the visually correct codes. This guarantees that the color on a brochure looks the same as the color on the website. To find out more about this interesting topic, you can read a specific article on my website and also in my podcast. Uh, that audio file is called Intermedia Color Security with Pantone. As far as I know, there are also specific online tools for RAL and NCS by those companies. 
to get the 100% correct RGB codes that 100% match with Arial and NCS. But always use the tools of one and the same color company. And last question, number 10, what is an infographic? An infographic is a set of data or numbers visualized as an image with only little text. An infographic explains a topic in a much more compelling way than plain text does and is read 30 times more likely than plain text. You can find out more about infographics and how your business can benefit from them in an article on my website and also in another audio file in this podcast when you search for infographics in my podcast.